genesis, the origin or mode of formation of something. For some, it's an 80s band. For some, it's a book in the Bible. And for some, it's a car. But for all of us, it's a point of origin. In today's podcast, Isaac, that's me, and Michelle, I'm here too. We will be exploring the concept of the beginning of families and how much it matters and impacts what we're currently doing, how we're living our lives, and what we want to do in the future. Join us today as we embark on an adventure with My Little Family. So let me tell you guys a joke. A man and a woman were both separately married, but they had to share a room while they were on this business trip. Oh, no. Yeah. Going to feel real weird on this one. <laughs> so... uh at first, you know, they're all awkward about it and they, they're they trying to, you know, get get over the weirdness of doing that. But they, hey, they have separate beds, so they're, they're good with that. So after a few hours sleeping, the man wakes up and he looks uh, to the girl and he says, Hey, could you grab me another blanket from the closet? I'm really cold. The girl or the woman looks at, uh, back at him and says, Hey, uh, we could just pretend to be married for the night. <laughs> The man says, well, that would be amazing. The woman smiles and says, okay, get your own damn blanket then. <laughs> yes. Get your own blanket. I guess we're always trying to sneak some sort of thing for you guys to have to do instead of taking care of it myself. I definitely have been guilty of that. <laughs> Um, you know, marriage doesn't really have an instruction manual. Um, uh, neither does uh, having kids. It's probably one of the most chaotic and most difficult decisions that you could ever have in your life. And even though there's tons of books written about it, it seems like you almost always end up facing it blindly or often very blind before you kind of jump into the whole thing. Absolutely. Or you prepare the whole time for something that never happened and then something different happens. Yeah. Uh, so today we want to talk a little bit about the concept of premises or the concept of, you know, the the beginning of things. Right. So beginnings are kind of like the coolest part of the story. Right. You know, once upon a time and uh, it was a dark, stormy night. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, and they can start with a lot of action. They can sometimes start with a lot of uh, bland stuff. Uh, some people establish characters in the beginning and all of this other stuff. But the, the whole aspect of stories is that they're loosely based on kind of our real life. Uh, you have to identify with a story. You have to feel like it's something that you would, you know, identify with or else you're not going to be interested in that story. Right. Um, uh, and, and that's one of the things that is so human in all of the psychology of the things that we have to face. But, you know, marriage today is so different. Uh, than it was, let's say, 30, 40 years ago, right? Entirely, yeah. And uh, because it's so different, I think that a lot of us have sometimes lost the history and maybe lost the things that may have been natural to some of the people, um, you know, 30, 40 years ago getting married. And and maybe, maybe we haven't lost it. Maybe we just haven't paid attention to. So today... We want to talk to you guys a little bit about the importance of having the right premises uh, as you as you kind of start in your marriage, in your family, in your child rearing, whatever it is, and uh, um, just so that you can kind of get off on the right foot because we all deserve that. Get off on the good. right foot. Yeah, I like that. 
So uh, let's let's uh, talk a little bit today about uh, and explore your why. How do we begin our story? Let's talk a little bit about our our story. Let's do. Um, um, so for those of you guys, you know that we're going to tell a little bit of our story and, and pieces here and there. But I wanted to focus a little bit on when Michelle and I started dating. Um, man, we argued a lot. Just a tad. Oh, man, it was pretty vicious, to be honest with you. I think that uh, before we ended up getting married, we probably broke up and swore we'd never date each other again probably about 150 times or more. Right. Throwing uh, the ring. Yeah, we were pretty aggressive, too. Uh, each of us uh, had said some things, even sometimes, that really were were mean, sometimes demeaning, both but both each other. And I definitely was not Prince Charming sometimes. And so um, had a had a real rough rough beginning towards our 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 marriage if we could say something right yeah yeah i mean isaac and i are both very expressive people and we're both um very vocal as you can see here we are talking so you can imagine we don't tend to hold back naturally when we have something to say and as a result we kind of ended up hurting each other a lot so much so that towards towards the time where we had kind of you know planned on getting married, really thinking the opposite of that, and uh, we're kind of almost even going in, in a different direction. But somebody kind of helped us out, and uh, that that person was an amazing guy, uh, uh, Doctor uh, Scott Stripling, and he helped us out by basically sharing some principles of marriage and sharing us. Uh, some things. And one of the most important things he taught us was he taught us how to fight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, that sounds like the opposite of good, right? You know, it's like, hey, let's go to a marriage conference. Hey, let's teach you how to fight. Here's your gloves. <laughs> Here's your gloves. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to beat on each other for a little bit. Um, no, not that, not, not that, <laughs> not that way. But uh, yeah, he did teach us how to fight. And so as part of that, we learned some valuable lessons about the things that we should say to each other, how we should say to each other. And it created perspective for us to be able to address the future as well as the present and the past based on a clear set of rules and boundaries and a clear set of, of, uh, of standards, just, shall we call it. I want to I just, just clarify. It's not that he was teaching us how to fight per se. He was teaching us how to disagree and how to communicate with each other in disagreements, you know. Yeah. And and that and and that right there is is probably the most critical aspect uh of what he taught us because it established our ability to just clear the air, uh yeah. talk about things. And I think a lot of times what happens in, in these stories, especially what we see oftentimes in like Hollywood and movies and TV, man, they really don't like who taught them to be nice to each other, right? And yeah. somehow it always works out, right? Yeah. Like uh they're, they're like boy meets girl, they're totally in love with each other, but they have all sorts of conflict, but somehow they fall in love. And then it gets really intense and they're about to break up on the love that they almost had. And right when they did it, it's almost like divinely they see the writing on the wall and that they shouldn't be mean to each other and they should fix it. It's somehow. just so innate. They were it's born so with innate. It. They were yeah. born with this. But man, I wasn't born with almost anything. It seems like uh, 
I everything that I was born with almost came through like a, a difficult um, journey in my life. So I, I wanted to talk a little bit about those premises or those beginnings. So how do you fight? Like, what are some of the rules that you guys have uh, when you do this? Do you have rules? Do you have things that you should never say? Have you agreed on these things that you should never say? One of the powerful things about um, behaviors and, you know, kind of the things that we do is that they're always going to be based on our self-perspective. Basically, that means, and a you know, simple, easy to understand is that the way you think things should be and the way you see your world, then your behaviors will kind of pretty much gravitate from that. Mm-hmm. So if you have a maybe imperfect sense of the world, and guess what? If you do, you're probably human. Because I think I don't think anybody has a perfect sense of the world. But if you have an imperfect sense of the world, then you're probably going to behave in ways that, you know, may not be acceptable. The key is to really have that conversation and open it up with communication uh, with your partner so that you can be on the same page. Right. Right. So it kind of makes me think that we are what we believe. Like there's a saying saying you are what you eat. (laughs) But don't you think that maybe also we are what we believe? Absolutely. I, I, I ascribe to that. You know, I'm no, I'm no doctor in psychology, but I ascribe to that myself. And, you know, you choose your own uh, path on that one, but I'm a real big believer that yes, you are the, you are the result or you, you end up having the results based on the things that you believe. Mm -hmm. Right. And it does impact you. It does make a difference. No matter how much people say that's garbage, it's hogwash. It doesn't matter. The reality is that it's been proven time and time again. I mean, uh, guess what? You know, if you believe uh, the sky is falling, you're probably going to run around telling everybody that the sky is falling. You know, so um, the old chicken little story. Um, It's been throughout ages. We've heard stories and stories off of this. And human um, nature has this way of through the history of the ages, proving some things to be, you know, maybe not necessarily perfectly true, but very likely. Right. Mm -hmm. And so uh, um, that's something I believe. So how does your story begin? Um, Think about your story. So we talked a little bit about our story. What's your story? You have uh, anger issues. Have you experienced a lot of anxiety lately? Are you kind of trapped in maybe a relationship right now? Or you're struggling with uh, um, finding meaning in some of the things that you're doing? Um, the key that you need to think about is try to take it apart like a detective would, right? You know, you got a scene of the crime, you're depressed, you got a scene of the crime, you're angry, you got a scene of the crime, you're sad, or you're, uh, avoiding something, et cetera, right? Whatever it is, we all have issues that we're trying to fix, or we're trying to get over or better or modify or become better. What is that thing? And so let's, you know, take it apart. You know, why are you angry? What makes you angry the most? When you're angry, you know, uh, what are the, what tends to trigger it? And as you kind of go backwards in your detective story, you can start to pinpoint the things that are really getting to you. So maybe you have a chance to talk to your, the, the people that are contributing to this, your children, or maybe sometimes like kids, you know, kids can be tough because you can want to talk to them 
I want to have a conversation with an adult with my six year old, but he he often doesn't do that, so it's it's a little harder. There he might tries. be other strategies. He gives it his best. Shot. <laughs> he gives it his best, but I'm trying to explain to him <laughs> that you know he shouldn't argue with his dad and that he should obey the first time when I tell him to put his socks on. And for some reason, it's not working. <laughs> I just have a question for you, Isaac. What does history repeat itself? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, question that sounds more like a statement to me uh i'm a huge believer in history repeating itself and really i think though that here's my definition of that uh Uh, my isaacism i don't think history repeats itself it's kind of like this you know um uh if you have a a a very we see this a lot right you know very abusive father and then all of a sudden the guy is really abusive or that the his her mother was you know uh, always tolerant of abusive men in her life, and then all of a sudden she's tolerating abusive relationships. We've all seen that, right? We've all told yes. one of your girlfriends or your your friends, etc. You've you've had that conversation with them, I and mean, nobody's like immune to that conversation. Um, uh, but you've had that conversation with somebody. So the the key thing about history is that it may not necessarily repeat itself. But what happens is you you don't learn that lesson if you don't listen and observe history so that you can learn that lesson and and not do it, mm-hmm. right? If you don't make a conclusion about some of those things and you may and and guess what? It's not just a conclusion and take action, which is the second part, then you're not going to make things. So today what I what I want to leave you guys with is have you thought about what's happening to you. Because if you're thinking about what's happening to you, maybe you need to think about the actions that are creating that, right? And then once you get to some of that dissemination, which we'll talk about in a further episode later, maybe we'll maybe take some action to make something different, right? So Michelle and I do these things on a regular basis. We'll find areas of our lives that we want to change. We've been married uh, 22. We're going to be married 22, actually 22 years now. 21. No, 22. Cause we got married. Am I doing the math wrong? You're doing or? the math wrong. You're giving us an extra okay, year. For 1999 and the present is 2020. So it's this crazy 2020 year, by the way, guys, the crazy one. Yeah. Um, uh, and so yeah, you're right. 21. 21 years. Ah, man, I missed it by a little bit. Yeah, I was close. Okay, so we've been Who's married. Counting? <laughs> we've been married twenty one years, and it's. I would say we're constantly changing, right? Oh, and yeah. but one of the things that we'll do uh, to kind of help ourselves in that journey is we make action. You know, we take action. So, for mm-hmm. example, if uh, um, Michelle wants me to spend more time with the kids because I'm too busy at work or I'm too engaged in different stuff, we'll have the conversation. We'll will kind of agree on what's happening, right? right? Communicate about what we think is happening. And, you know, there's going to be feelings involved and we got to be big adults to not get so hurt about feelings. And then once we kind of identify that there is a problem or in, it really is something that we need to change, then we make, okay, I'm going to take these actions. Will that satisfy the situation? Mm-hmm. And then what happens is even, you know, she decides to be satisfied by that, or I decide to be satisfied by the actions that are taken, right? And we communicate back later to each other. So uh, communication is a key factor within all of this yeah. to, to make some of these things uh, Now, change. listening is 
a huge part of communication. So I just want to put that out there for people who are listening and they, they're, you know, thinking about communication and investing their time mm. in improving communication. Remember that listening is a very key, important factor in communication. So it's not just talking it out on your end. Guess what? There's a flip side of the coin. Gotta Absolutely. Listen. You got to listen. I want to do a couple of calls to action and really like to hear from you guys, uh, the listeners, on uh, some of these things that we're doing and and get to hear some of your stories. Maybe we could, you know, if you're interested, um, we could talk about uh, some of your situations and maybe give you some tips to, to help you out, whatever those are. We'd love to hear your questions, comments, stories. Drop us a line. For more information on how to get in contact with us, please visit the links in our show notes. I want to kind of recap a little bit of what we're talking about today so that when we talk about this again in an upcoming episode, you'll know where to do. As we're closing down the conversation or turning down this conversation, I want to kind of focus on a couple of the points that we've talked about as we'll continue this conversation in a later episode. But the first point is we all got premises, right? We all got a genesis. We all have some sort of a story. And that has the story of the beginning. Some of those stories that we have are pretty deep and they can be really affecting our relationships and affecting the way we're uh, not just in our in our family life, uh, our, our, our immediate relationship with our spouse, but as well our kids and maybe even, you know, all, ulterior family. The biggest thing and the hardest thing is to just kind of look at yourself and just be truthful with yourself, you know, honest and truthful with yourself so that you can start to identify uh, that stuff. So that's the first part. So let's call that investigation, right? You know, uh, poking into your your life and and what can I do better? So you gotta be honest with yourself. That's the first step. Um, The second step would be to, once you kind of identify an area that you want uh, to make, you know, changes or something of that nature, you want to identify some of the triggers, the things that cause it to happen, the things that are associated with it, right? You know, what is related to that? So for example, uh, um, you feel like uh, you were abandoned as a child, et cetera. Um, and every time, you know, somebody's not in the house, you get really fearful or you get, you know, something like that, right? So there's different going to be triggers that, that happen um, around that. And, and just being able to identify those things so that you can take action on it. And then finally, third, take an action, you know, find something that uh, helps you deal with your situation, whether it's, you know, confronting people, talking about it, you know, sharing, meeting in a group with somebody else, getting therapy, uh, finding somebody to, to share on your issue and just building your strength to get over those situations so that you can do these other things, but recognizing those premises and taking action for it uh, to do that because guess what the more solid families we have out there and the stronger connections that we have the more fulfilled we are in our life totally the more um the stronger our marriage the more happy you are um it's not this life of giving things up like so many people unfortunately believe it's a life of learning to live with each other yeah accepting embracing and so part of that change is really understanding those premises. So we'll talk about this in a further episode uh, down say. the road. And uh, thank you uh, so much for joining us today. And I hope you guys have just an amazing day, an amazing week. 
as you go out in your journey in life and yeah. see you soon. Bye.